We're good here. We right. are recording. I mean, this is really not going to be the start of the podcast. I'm in here in between the sheets. You know it's about to be discreet. What? Not so discreet, probably. Not so discreet. Not so discreet. I was trying to set the tone. We're not being to be discreet, but it's kind of not. We're not being discreet today. That's right. That's right. Hey guys, welcome back. It's been a couple couple weeks. A couple weeks. For you, it's been even longer. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had the vid. You know, I don't like saying I had the vid. I never tested positive. Uncle Roro came to visit you. For you it. Like, like but I was sense out. Of smell. I like did lose my. I did lose my sense of smell. I did lose my sense of taste. But I have tested negative like six times. But That's what's good? But what's weird is I can't. I still my taste is still a little yeah, off. It's you said like that. that yours has stayed like that. Yeah, well, see, I get, I got my taste back right away, but my um, smell, like there's, I sometimes mm. like perfumes and bleach and things like smells that. It off. smells really weird to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Messages you guys welcome senses. Between yes. the Sheets with Leah. My We're name back. is Leah. I'm your host. Yes. I am a photographer, a mom, a wifey. I am an action taken, God fearing, manifesting mm. queen. Triple yes. threat. Yes. yes. Introduce yourself, Whitney. W H I T N E Y, period, poo. I'm here. Who? I missed That's y'all. That's a new one. I love that. No, I've been saying poo. poo. I've been saying period poo. I haven't heard that. I yes. haven't heard that either. <laughs> They're not. Y'all need to go I, back. I, ch- I check her back on the things. Just like the last time she's like, oh, my mic is always like this. And then I, I ran back like the, the last five episodes after I was like, no, it wasn't. I Wait, what do you was. mean her mic was it like was what? To the to side. the side. Oh. I check her. I, I, I double check up on it her. Was. Like, it was. Like, was it, are you, was somebody claiming it was here or? I no, like the other like way. I, I told her, I said, come on, girl. Like, you're an OG now. Like, you're an OG now. <laughs> I'm still learning. A little bit. No, she's good. She's, she, Whitney is going to, well, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. We're Anyways, go there. ahead, Trent. Yes. Uh, ahead. Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Trenton Cotton, uh, videographer, editor, and comedian. Welcome back. The laugh track. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's good to be back, too. Yeah. I missed you guys. We missed really? you too. Really? We did. Even though you didn't come to the party. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's brought- talk about that. You were you were on stage right. on Saturday. Um, yes. And that's why you didn't come to my party. And that's why I didn't come. I had I, I forgot that I said I would do this gig and yeah, I, I can't cancel. Yeah. So I had to do it and I had I to miss your party. Consistent. I'm sorry. You gotta be you consistent. It's true. Yes, uh-huh. it's true. That's a good thing. But you killed it? Uh you know, it was it was at a sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was a horrible comedy show. I'm not gonna lie. We did it at a sports bar during a an important Shout game. Shout out Rhino. Shout right. out Rhinos. Rhino was trying to be there for you to support, but maybe they just didn't get it mm-hmm. right. No. Not, horrible. Not the best night. Horrible experience. No one's paying attention to you. A few people did. Um, Patriots fans are not nice. They're not they're nice. Not they were angry at us. <laughs> they're not. They nice. They were upset. Fans. I told I was telling Leah after the show we went out to the smoke pad with another comic to kind of lick our wounds and we're just listening <laughs> <laughs> we're just listening to these group of guys like these comics oh my god just so annoying and that's why the that's why we're oh, losing right now it and was your fault so, yeah it was our fault it's okay so I was going to quit. That's why they're Some, losing right yeah. now. Sometimes you have to take In fact, for the I was going to quit comedy and then come to your party <laughs> that night and then somebody be done. I was on my way out and somebody came up to me he was like hey man I was in the back. I was listening. You're funny. And that was it. And, and, was like, was it. and I'm right back in. That's just like revamped. So I wanted to celebrate and I saw Spider-Man. 
Yeah, so he didn't yeah. come and celebrate with us like, whoa, yeah, right. somebody thought I it was funny. Job. I yeah. want to come over here with these people. I'm gonna he go was like, let me go see Spider-Man. And sit in quiet. Well, how late did you guys go? Uh, we were ooh, late. late. And Whitney was staying up. She was ooh. on the mic until what? 2 or 3 yes. o'clock oh, in the morning. Yes. Oh, wait, y'all had karaoke? Oh, oh yes. and we had comedians up in here. Yes. What? You no, you're, no. But you messed oh, up. Who, no. Jessica? I was gonna tell Shout you it was safe Jessica. because Jessica couldn't make it. Oh, okay. Shout I was. Out. I thought that was a real reason why you didn't. That come. is actually. Thank you for saying that. that I thought Jessica was coming. Yeah. And Shout out Jessica Worcester. Dang, oh, that girl was funny. Funny. Yeah, that picture. Funny. That was honestly. There was just a moment of me crying inside. After if you guys was, haven't seen that picture, I'm gonna ask Dana Keith to throw it out there one more time, or Trent will me. put it up on his uh, Instagram one more time, just so you guys can kind of see mm. his I was face dead and when thoughts. I was seen that picture. Mm. <laughs> anyway, ah, good stuff. But, so, yeah, so we're we, here. We are here. Uh, you guys are going to see that I'm wearing my Merry and Bright shirt. Yes. So, we're not quite to Christmas. And I'm hoping, actually, by the time Chris this airs, that yes. um, it's still before Christmas. Yes. So, we'll see. Yes. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited. We didn't do the ugly stuff. You know, I, I'll have to, I have to admit, we've been yeah. a little all over the place just trying to get party squared away, yes. you know, and so, Busy. but we have to stay consistent with the podcast too, because people are listening and they love it yes. and, and that's really powerful. So yes. today, Miss Leah is in the hot seat today. Oh, yep. That's what she I hear. had a, what I hear. a side communication podcast. I don't know. Whatever his show is called. So Dana Keith <laughs> has his own show now. It's called Networking Your Network. Yes. Yes. Shout out Dana Keith. Shout out Dana Keith. And so I was great. actually no, his. No, I, I wasn't his first guest. You were not. But I was his second guest. Right. So, all right, you know, okay, we'll deal. But um, he really brought it. Dana really brought Yo, it. Yo, Dana is a really great tough. interviewer. I was, he knows what he's doing. Like, yes. he's about to talk, like Larry King, yes. you know, esque. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I can. I, I mean, get I that. felt like that. I felt like I was in that hot seat. For she a came I was like, out of the like, office. Should I, should I have said that? Should I have not said that? Do I need to be <laughs> she like? She came out of the office. She was like, "Was that good?" I was like, "Yeah, it was great." We're talking about you on the podcast yeah. now. So I was a little concerned yeah. because some of the questions that came up were very, you know, they were a little deeper than I didn't know. And 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 one thing that I learned from you know Dana is when he had an experience in one of the podcasts, maybe with Brother Lux, um, that he was on, and he just said that. Your story is not just your story. Yes. Like other people are involved. And so sometimes when you put your story out there, you have to realize that it's affecting other people. Yes. And, you know, so I get it. Yes. I get it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, but I, I gave free reign to Whitney today because yes. yes. she said that uh, she wanted to go ahead and take it from there. And then, Trent, did you listen to that podcast? With I, did, I, I did. I did. Yeah. I did. I heard about the bus story <laughs> um, when you came down there for your love. I love that, though. I love that we got to hear a different side of you. And I've been around, but mm -hmm. I even heard some nuggets and some different things that mm -hmm. I didn't know about you. Yeah. And it, it's important. Yeah. We need to hear your story. I, I agree. So and I, I want to take it way back. back in the back. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, we got to talk about, you know, your love relationship, your relationship with your husband. Mm -hmm. But I want to take it back to, you know, we kind of touched on it a couple of times through some of the other podcasts. Um, but you're born and raised Fountain, correct? No. So okay. I was actually born in Houston, Texas. See, I did okay. not know that. H-Town. I did Houston not know that. H-Town. Um, my dad, you know, he was a chef. Yes. And at that particular time, he had gotten offered a job in Houston. Okay. Uh, and so he decided to uproot, you know, uh, my mom and, and my sister at the time. My sister's five years older than me. Right. Five years older than me. And, and they went to Houston. They hated it. Hated really? Hated it. So they weren't even there but a year. So I've been here since I was one years old. Okay. So I consider myself a native. You're a native. A native. Mm -hmm. You're a native. Yeah. You're a native. Um, 
ever wanted to go back to Texas? I have went through Texas on a plane ride <laughs> through Houston, and I never want to go and back. That's it. Yeah, like I got off. The, it was like hot and muggy, yeah. and my mom told me about the bugs, and mm. they're big. Texas I'm bugs sh- are different. They're yeah. different. No, and they fly, and they're yes. big, and they make noises, and so I just no, I'm, <laughs> so I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Well, yeah, I've been to different parts of Texas, okay. you know, but. Um, San Antonio. Right. That, oh, I love San Antonio. Beautiful place. Right. Yeah. But I, I just heard from a you know somebody that came and stayed with us yeah. in the Airbnb that they 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 recommended for coming through but not for staying. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. My yeah. experience with San Antonio was different. Okay, so you've been. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that. Yeah. Um. No. So you've been here since you're one years old. Mm-hmm. Um. Fountain. Yeah. Fountain Whitefield security area. Always right. been down here. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know. Aside from where Nando and I left to when we moved right. out and things of that nature. Right, right, right. Oh, well, yeah. You guys um, did talk about on the last podcast that you lived like Murray area, mm-hmm. Mitchell High School. And even when mm-hmm. I was growing up, um, I think it was, you know, Janatel is the, the middle school that I went to. Okay. And at that time, it was 7th, 8th, and ninth. That was middle yep. school. Right, you right. Know, I know that they've since yep. then like changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It, matter of fact, my sister was the last uh, ninth grade class at Watson uh, before they switched yeah, it over. Yeah, because then it was yeah. like 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th in high school. Yes. Right, right, right. Yes. So I was in 8th grade, and I had you know thrown myself into a little bit of a crowd that probably wasn't the best, and they, they weren't from the field. They were from Pikes Peak Park area. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I was going to say something. But uh-uh, no, you so need they to were say from it. The, they, you know, Harrison, yeah. um, Sierra area, and um, so we, we, were, we were kicking it with some of those people down there, and uh, those were my homies. Like, those yeah. were the people that I just familiarized myself with that I kind of sought out, you know, after for whatever reasons. And uh, when I hit the eighth grade, I told my dad, I says, I want to go to Harrison. He's like, you're crazy. And I said, well, if you don't let me go, I'm going to drop out. Really? And so, of course, she was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he said, okay, well, you know, it's either yeah. her drop out. And, and at this point there was, there was already, you know, a few things that had happened in my life that my dad didn't want to push too much with me. Right. He knew that if he pushed too much that I was, you know, I wouldn't listen. Right, so, right, right. Right. um, I think he was just kind of like, okay. Allowing you to, yes. to make your own decisions and try to Which support. Which was not the best right. decision <laughs> at all. So Harrison was, uh, I, I started Harrison in the ninth grade because they were already ninth, 10th, right. 11th, and 12th. Right. And so I went from eighth, you know, junior high into the ninth grade at Harrison. And so you have all the high schoolers there and everything. But we were never there. I was never at school. Never at school. Always skipped. Never at school. Yes. Always skipped. I had a friend named Eugene. He was uh, one of my best friends. That's so weird. That's my dad's name. Really? Yes. With the E. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, And he was one of my bestest friends. And he would come and pick me up all the way in Fountain every single day for school. Um, I'm sure he probably had a little crush on me. Oh, yeah, he did. (laughs) He he would drive all the way down the fountain to pick Uh, you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, But he was he was like my best friend in um, those days. And we would pull up to the school and we would promise each other, like, we're going to go to class. (laughs) So we would pull in like we're going to go to class. today. We're going to go to class today. And we would get out and we would see everybody walking this way. And there was, you know, the meadows is down there. And. There was a party house in the meadows that we would always go to. His name was Ian. During the day. It, during the day, during school. And the cut you up? Just go, yeah. You go drink, you drink, go smoke, you yeah. do, yes. Yep. And so we knew that, okay, well, we're going to go to the meadows. Like, And so we see everybody come and we're like, we're oh, out. dang, all right, we're not going so to was that. it So was it Eugene or you, like the bad it influence? It was both. <laughs> it like, was who both. Was, who was leading who? Y'all would just switch? 
it was both like you know we would we would kind of look yeah. at each other like well what are we doing are we going are we not going right like, you know but we would roll together so. mckenna if you're listening to this i <laughs> wish you would i wish you would i mean she's gonna try it you better take your butt to school <laughs> It was the worst. It was the worst decision. So they ended up kicking me out of Harrison because I wasn't there um, long enough. And they sent me back Mm. to Genital. I was going to say that's truancy stuff, too. Did your parents get in trouble for you not being in school? No. No? uh, Not at that time. That's good. It was just kind of like, nope, you can't come here anymore. You got to go back to your, your, you know. Which Harrison is a a ghetto school. It is. That's all I dated was Harrison boys. Mm. Harrison and Fountain Fort Carson. That's it. Explains a lot. She used to like her little Latinos. Yeah, I did. Latina boys. I did. (laughs) I did. And they're trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, but okay. So we got you with your friend. Yeah. What was the most pivotal moment, I would say, in between middle school to high school time to where you felt like you were actually really starting to cut up and why? Oh, let's see. Um. Well, if I take it even further back, I mean, just to be honest with you, and I don't know how much I can incriminate myself. This is way, like, way. Statues of limitations, right. you're good. Right. Um, should be Except good, right? Except murder. Yes. Except <laughs> murder. No. Um, so, you know, I was one of the girls that, you had a choice as a female, especially if you were going to kick it with gangbangers. You either put out mm-hmm. or you put in. Mm. Okay, right. and I was not going to be one of the put out girls, right? Because I seen how they got treated, and I seen how they did them dirty, like and property. the reputation that they had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh hell no, not even treating me like that. No <laughs> way, you know what I mean? So what do I got to do to put in? Right. And I always wanted to be the girl that um, they could, you know, felt like same thing. You could kick it with the boys, and you could, you know, do whatever right. they did. And right. and I was always like that. Oh, you could do that. I could do that too. Right. Oh, you could do that. I could do that yeah. too. Um. And so I had a, a girlfriend named Rosa at this time. And, and Debbie was still in the picture. You guys right. remember yeah, Debbie? Yeah, yeah, Debbie was my girl from down the street. This <laughs> uh, is Debbie from down the street. <laughs> Shout out Debbie from down the street. Right, right. Um, but Rosa was my ride or die chick. Like she yeah. was, she, she didn't care. And we had this mentality of we just didn't care. You know, it just why I think it was just because we felt like we wanted to be loved. I mean, and we didn't know that now. We didn't right. know that then. Right. Mm-hmm. But looking back, you realize like, okay, and mind you, I came from a good home. I had, we had food on the table. We had right. clothes on our back. We had, you know, we were, I grew up in Whitefield. It wasn't the hood. It wasn't right. like, no. you know, nothing like that. But my mom was a nine to five. And then even after the nine to five, she came home and she had 40 cats. Oh. No, yes. no, I'm, that's not exaggeration. There was three rooms of cats in our house. So we had a six bedroom house. Three of those that's rooms were dedicated to cats. Crazy. She was the cat lady. <laughs> well, we need to. I feel like we want. I, I we need to about, dive into that, but I don't want to. No, no, it was You're embarrassing. Good. It of was course. embarrassing. Oh, yeah, like how trying the... to bring my friends over there. The house smelled like. Mm. But she was always like busy. Yeah, it just you know she was always busy like grooming, taking care of, doing those things when she wasn't working, and so right. it was it was me and my sister kind of fending for ourselves. Mm, I get that. Yeah, there was no focus on. On you. Yeah. I mean, so gosh, you I can remember as many times as I want to be a cheerleader. I wanted to try out for something or do this, and I just wanted the support of my right. parents, and mm-hmm. I just didn't have it. Yeah. So you, you know? sought it in the, the people streets. that you, mm. yeah, you know, became friends with. That and that's why I always tell fathers and mothers like, be careful because they will seek it out someplace else. Yeah, of course, man, I feel that. Of course, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, what what would you say was like the 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 biggest? Well, you know, it happened. I, I did to, to answer that question for right. you to go back on, you know, that pivotal moment as I was, I think I was either 15 going on 16. I mean, somewhere within that time range. And, um, there were a 
there was a girl that we mutually knew, both myself and Rosna, who um, stole her mom's car. And she was like, let's go Joan riding. And this girl was short. She was so tiny. Right. And she could How old are you guys at this time? Like 15. 15? Yeah, 15, okay. 16. Okay. And I had stolen my dad's car multiple times. So <laughs> I knew multiple. how to drive. I knew how to drive. McKenna, See, this I, is I why promise I wanted you, to dive in because I didn't know about this stuff with Leah. Mm. And I, it's just funny because I think people look at me and I am very professional. I yes. am very business-wise. And when I say that I did a lot to shed that person, like it's not that I forget who I right, was. Right, But... I had to change my mentality. I had to change my way of life because where I was headed was not good. Oh, yeah. right. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, so I, I had stolen my dad's car multiple times. I, I remember my friend, Vanessa, she was another troublemaker with me. <laughs> I remember he had a Jimmy. It was a blue Jimmy. A Jimmy? A Jimmy. Ooh. Yeah. It's a Jimmy. It's, so I don't know what it is. It was a Jimmy, old. a GMC, right? Yeah. Jimmy's oh, a GMC. okay, okay. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So <clears throat> he... Uh, we that the, the driveway we had our regular driveway and then we had like this loop you know on the right. side of the house and so he would park on the loop and i told my friend come on like let's go joyriding my dad's sleeping like he would go home and he would take naps and whatever mm. and he, my dad would pass out right and you can't see the car so even if he looked out the window you couldn't see it like he wouldn't know if we were gone or maybe yeah. he just think we were around the streets whatever and so we tried to start it and it was like you know and i was like okay he's gonna hear so we got to push it down the street what and then once we get it going, we'll start it up and we'll be good. And so we, we pushed it. We, push we are snake. tiny. We're teeny tiny petite and little you youngsters. This GMC, and I we lived not. on it, it, we lived on Row Lane in the field right here. Right. And the, it was a hill. You know what I mean? So we're going, going, and I'm there, and we're just pushing it, pushing oh, it, and we still can't get it started. And so I'm scared at this point because now the car is stuck. <laughs> And it's in park, and I'm like, we, there's no way we're gonna get ran over if we try pushing this yeah. car. And this 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 gentleman, he drives up, and he's like, hey, do you ladies need help? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we need help. Like, and he's like, okay, where are you going? I was like, we right. we just need to push this back. My house is right there. So he's like, no problem, I got you. And so he's pushing, 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 and we get to the top where my house was, and I remember looking at my dad was in the window, mm. looking at us, what? and he's mm. like, what are you doing? Mm. And I was like, uh. pushing the car. Mm. <laughs> And my excuse was so horrible. It was like, my friends are coming over. We needed to make room to park. Like it was, I was the only thing I could think of. I don't know. It was really dumb. But so I had stolen my dad's car multiple times. I knew how to drive. And so I told this girl, I said, let me drive because she was so short. She couldn't reach the pedal. Oh my God. And so she says, okay, you know, you drive. So we drove and we, we drove the Ave. We went to the Nevada Uh-oh. and we were cruising and did not care. I mean, you know, just having a good old time. I think we did a gas <laughs> run that night. Mm. I think it was at one of the, the gas stations down there where we had pulled up and did a gas run, stole yeah. some gas. Yeah. and um, Oh, so they probably implemented that rule because of y'all. <laughs> where you can't pay. You have to pay first yes. before you can pump yeah. your gas. Oh, especially in that little hood part right there. Like, they don't, like you got to go in. Like, there's no more pulling up. That's right. <laughs> So um, we were done cruising, and uh, we went back to Pikes Peak Park area, and uh, we were on uh, the street Monterey right there, and we were driving, and they thought that there was five of us in the car. So myself, and I can't remember who was in the front seat, to be honest with you, and there was three in the back. And they thought that the mom was behind us. They said, oh, shit, like, the mom is here. Like, she's in. So I gunned it. I gunned the car 80 miles an hour down Monterey. And if you're familiar with that street, you know, it just, it kind of goes smooth, whatever. But for whatever reason, like, you know, I don't, I I can drive, but I don't have experience. Like in driving. You're 15. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look at the dead and train coming now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> like, but, um, and I, I took a corner. I took the corner Too about fast. 80 miles an hour. And so we hit the curb. And the car flipped about five times. What? And we ended up on the hood inside of this park. Now, it was an open park area because there's a park there. And so the car was on the hood. And I just remember coming to and I could smell fumes and I could smell oh gas. My and God. This I is was crazy. Like, oh, my God. Like, this car is going to blow up or something. That's what my immediate was like. So I was like, get the hell out of the car. Right. Get the hell out of the car. And, and you know, um, we started kicking the windshields to get out. I pissed my pants. I'm not lying. Like I, I yeah, you probably thought you were gonna like, die. No, I, yeah. I mean, I pissed my pants. Like that's how scared I was. You know, I was running, and so then they already had the helicopter. Oh um, my! In the the watchbird was on well, y'all, and it was because they were always in that neighborhood. Yeah, like, the Pikes Peak Park area was probably yeah. at that time the most hood out of Colorado Springs. Right. You yes. know, so um, they had the the the, uh, the the helicopter out there, and I just remember like run like right right we're we're done if they catch us we're done we can't be with the vehicle we got to get out of here right and so i remember tanya and rosa went one way and me and whatever i don't even know the girl's name now i mean just be honest she went one way and the other girl walked by herself and so and we ran and we knew so many people in that area that we started knocking on the doors you know two o'clock in the morning though so I went to my friend. His name was Weddle. I went to his house. He didn't answer. Eugene was right down the street. I went to Eugene's house. He didn't answer. And I know he was up, but his mom, I heard his mom like, Eugene, who's knocking at the door? And yeah. I was like, shit. So I had to go to my ex-boyfriend, which his, he was up the road. Right. And I went banging on his door. And luckily he was up. And he let us in. And he was like, what the hell's going on? You know, I think he was probably up doing drugs oh, with his yeah. buddy. And um, I was like, let us in, let us in, let us in. So he did. We ended up driving by there because he was curious to see what it was you know like what happened right like and I just remember him looking back at me like how are you alive like yeah like what is wrong with you you know and so I got to spend the night there and that was that and I worked at McDonald's at that time me and Rosa both worked at McDonald's and so you have to imagine on for the next three days we are on edge like oh my god we're gonna get caught yeah somebody's gonna talk and somebody's gonna say something right you know um so we're just waiting and during this time frame, I hadn't told my dad, my parents, anything. And I tell you, Ooh. like, we had a plan of action. Like, we had, like, you know, what happens this? Like, and All we're right. thinking about fingertips or whatever. Fingerprints. fingerprints. Yes. <laughs> yeah, our prints. Yeah. You know, we were just so dumb and naive. And I said, that's the only way they're going to be able to get us. Yeah. It's just by, you know, this and that, whatever. And I don't think I was even in the system at that time. I don't think I was yet. Right. And, um... So we had an extravagant story. And I remember going to my aunt's house because my aunt uh, was one who I confided in, in a lot. And I told her what happened. Yeah. And she says, I think you need to tell your dad. And I was like, I don't want to tell him. And she's like, no, I really think that you need to tell your dad. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, you know, arrange a meeting where I can like, <laughs> meet right. with my dad. Yeah. I need, I need to have somebody. Some I need a third party yes. in there. Yes. Yes. And so um, <laughs> did they, your parents whoop you? Did no. you get whoopings? No, no, my last whooping was at 13. And I told my dad, I said, I'm not going to cry. Yeah. And that was when he let go was when he came home and he spanked because I had skipped school with Renessa and we went to Walmart. We were stealing and we was like getting all kinds of goodies. Right. Mm. And we got caught. Her mom pulled up on us and was like, um, Leah, your dad is looking for you. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Here we go. You know what I mean? So I had to walk home like this shame. And then I get home. My sister's like, you're in trouble. Dad's going to you know, spank you. And. I was like, I'm too old for spankings. I was 13. Yeah. And I was like, I'm too old for spankings. I can't get spankings. And she was like, well, he's going to spank you. And I was like, well, I'm not going to cry. And she right. was like, yeah, we'll see. You know what I mean? And oh God, he whooped me. And I remember he whooped me like 13 times. Like he got the belt and yeah. hit me and hit me and hit me. And yeah. I didn't cry. Yeah. And then my mom later told me that he, he walked out and was like, well, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. 
and I was holding my stance. You know right. what I mean? Like that's who I was. I was like, no, I'm going to show you. Right. Um, but no. So back to, to that, I remember sitting down with my dad. So the, the meeting was arranged. We sat down at the table and I was scared to tell him, well, you know what yeah. I mean? but I also knew that I needed to tell him because the truth will set you free. Oh yeah. And well, I believe it was probably it did. eating you alive at that point. Like, well, plus we didn't know if we were going to get caught. Still. Right. We, we had no idea. And I'm like, better to tell him now. Then when the, yeah, exactly. Right. Kind of setting him up better than the cops. Right. Up first. to the house. Yes. Questioning. Right. Yeah. right. So we sat down and, um, I said, I got to tell you something, dad. And he says, okay. And I said, but I'm scared to tell you. And he was like, why are you scared to tell me? Just tell me, Leah. Like, what, right. what's going on? And I said, but I'm scared. And he said, just tell me. Yeah. Like, just tell me. He goes, what happened? You stabbed somebody? <laughs> Your eyes were probably like, well. <laughs> why the first thing my that dad been asked my first me thing was, too. did I stab that somebody? That would have been my first thing, too. What you explained to me, and I, maybe that's where. Parents mm-hmm. always jump to the worst. I told right. you when I started that last relationship, and I was living. Uh, that is true. Me and my ex at the time were, were staying in the Econo Lodge on downtown, and my mom thought I was hooking out of the Econo Lodge. I said, I'm not hooked on drugs. It's not, you think I'm hooking now. Selling my body out yeah. of the Econo Lodge. Like parents always yeah. go I all the way left. That, I do. That even surprised the heck out of me. Was that like, even then, I you could know, do like, something like that like, and it really? would, yeah. I always go to the worst. That way I can get an immediate no. <laughs> well then, okay. So it's okay to get better else. from here. Right, right. Okay, okay. Was it a sense of relief when he said that, though? No. No. <laughs> no. I was like, wow. Like, like, I could stab somebody, and this is how the and conversation's going to go. And then he asked me, so go. the second question, when I said no, okay. and He's he was like, pregnant. you got raped. Oh, yeah. He thought I got raped. Ooh. And I said, no. Yeah. And he said, Leah, what is it? And I spilled it. And I just said, look, like, we got into a car accident. I was driving. It was a stolen car. You know, all of us survived. Right. And my dad, it was the first time I saw my dad cry. First time. And was he angry? Like angry and cry or like scared for you? I think both. Yeah. I think at this point he already knew, like we had already come to with all of these little incidences in between. I had run away. Right. um, That, you know, he's, he felt hopeless. Like he felt like, what am I supposed to do? And he just cried. And he said, I believe that the only reason why that you're alive today is because of my prayers. Like, that's mm. it. That's the only reason why you're, you've survived yeah. is because of my prayers for you. Yeah. And I was like, dang, you know. And um, all I remember is that he was pretty much like, we'll deal with it. Right. We'll, we'll figure it out. And whatever happens, we'll deal with it together. He could have said, we're going to turn you in. Like, we need to go to the cops. Yeah. McKenna, I in. will. I will turn you in, McKenna. <laughs> we're going right you to the police department. Not. Tell I'm them what you did. Throw her under the jail, judge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, yeah, there are some parents like that. My mom is like that. <laughs> there is no nonsense. You know, well, the, when, the one time when Nando and I got in jail, I, mean, I don't know if you remember my I mom remember you saying talk, yep. that she was like, no, like, I'm going to leave her in there. Like, yeah. she wanted to leave me yes. in jail. My uncle was like, don't do that. Like, don't leave her there, you know? Yeah. So, and actually, I'm probably one of those parents, too. Like, tough love. Like, mm-hmm. no, you, you, you're going to pay Make the consequences. Him sit in it. Yeah. You're going to pay the consequences of, you know, and so I think I'm a little bit tougher even. And. But I also have to say that that's probably what I needed. I right. needed my dad to whoop my ass. Right. I probably needed him to scare me more because he was he was testing me and I was testing him and I won. Well, and you were a daddy's girl too. Yes. So what was that emotion like constantly like feeling like you're not amounting to what he wants for you or who he is for you? Because I feel like a lot of kids struggle with that and that trickles into 
other mess when you get older. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my dad wanted me to marry a white really? Air Force Academy cadet, which is so funny because my mom and my dad's story mm-hmm. was my grandparents wanted yeah. her to marry an Air Force cadet. And, you know, they, they were like, no, you guys don't mix. Like, you know, he's Mexican, my, you're white. Like, that. this doesn't happen. She's right. from the South, mm-hmm. like Mid-South, like Deep South and Georgia. Um, yeah. And you don't you don't do those things. And, and so they ran away from that. So the fact that my dad wanted me to be with somebody like right. that, but it, it was, um, you know, I, I was, I, I was never attracted to, to white men. Right. <laughs> I want my daughter to marry a nice, me, safe white boy too. Me neither. Me <laughs> neither. Colton, it's just, name Colton. No offense, Chris, but yeah, yeah. it's just, it's gotta be the right type of flavor <laughs> for me. Safe <laughs> white boy. <laughs> It was, it, ha- it had to be like, I think because, um, one thing about me that I learned, um, as well was, um, I grew up around all of my, I grew up around all of my dad's family. Right. So all of the, the Mexican, the Latinos, like that's, that's what I grew up with. You identified with that more. hundred yeah. percent. And I was always the outcast. They called me Weta. Right. So, um, to my grandpa and my aunts, they were like, Hey Weta, Hey Weta, you know, yeah. cause I was the whitest of the family. Yeah. Mm. And, um, I, I hated it. Yeah. Like I hated that I was different from them and that they were more Brown than me and they had darker hair and right. darker skin. And, um, I just remember identifying so much with the Latin community and, and my family from this side was that I even, my, my cousin, I was so, my cousin Lorenzo, um, he was like my brother really, uh, he for one year for Christmas we we used to draw names and he picked my name and he said, Mija, what do you want? And I was like, I want a jacket that says a hundred percent Chicana. <laughs> And he was like, okay, like, I got you. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And it was one of those uh, with the raincoats, you know, yes. the cholas yeah. used to wear yes. with the dickies. And I like, got you a wetter <laughs> right here. Yes. So he did. And I sported oh. that so proud. And I remember girls try to check me. Yeah. They try to check me at Harrison. Like, what are you ain't? Like, you're not. And I was like, my dad's more brighter. He's right. browner than you. Like, right. don't, 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 don't come, come for me. me. Don't come for me. <laughs> I will fight. Leah wanted the smoke. (laughs) Anybody can get that word. That's funny. So that was the moment. That was the moment that, now don't say that I got out of trouble from then. Right. But that was the moment that was really like, whoa. Oh shit, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot. Yeah. I'm doing a lot. Yeah. That's, oof. I did not know that about you at all. So, so wait, what happened with the whole car situation? Did the cops find out? Nothing. Mm. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, never. Nobody got hurt. Nobody had any ma- major injuries. Right. Mm. Everybody walked away with scratches and sore yeah, y'all, yeah, That's a lucky. blessing. We weren't wearing seatbelts. None of us. Mm. Not one of us was wearing seatbelts. Mm. And, you know, so the I think I saw the power of God in my life way later. And it was because the word says that when somebody prays for you, like they've got you covered. Yeah. Like that's amazing. He it was says praying the prayer over of you. a righteous man is like it goes above and beyond what you can even think about. And I believe that my dad, um, his prayers were yeah. sufficient for me in that time that he was covering me. Yeah, big time. Absolutely. My biggest takeaway from that story as a father yeah. perspective just tells me all you dads out there, if you guys have teenage daughters, you can't go to sleep. <laughs> my daughter comes tomorrow. Sleep. She'll be here for seven days. I won't be sleeping for seven days. <laughs> Because when you go to sleep, <laughs> they go sneak out and steal your car. <laughs> oh, Thank man. you for that. Welcome. Even welcome. my biggest story of of feeling like I did like the worst thing possible is nowhere near close to that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, we used to get caught drinking, yeah, in drugs, mm-hmm. but 
nothing to that extent. I had played that around is... with like multimodal drugs already. Right. Um, when I got, so the, the boyfriend that I had before, yeah. Don, though, I mean, we were on meth. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I used to be on meth and, uh, I remember my dad seeing me one time. I have a picture of me like at my skinniest and I remember seeing my dad cause I was living with him at that time yeah. too. I had moved out and, and was living with a boyfriend and I went to go see my dad at his work and he said, babe, are they feeding you? Like that was his question to me. Yeah. Like, are they feeding you? Yeah. And you know, he was joking, but yeah. he was also like, mm-hmm. you're Concerned. so skinny, you know what I mean? And, um, so I had a toyed around with a lot of different drugs yeah. already, you know, just at what age would you say you started that? <laughs> well, I picked up my dad's LM. I think they were called LMLs or LMJ cigarettes. I mean, when I was really young at 12, I remember he was, he, he had walked out of the house and he dropped some and I'm like, Hey, like yeah. it was probably Veronica yeah. or Kim. Yeah. I was like, you guys want to smoke? Like you guys want to try this? You know, but you know who was my, my, my influence on me was my cousin. So the aunt that right. I was telling you about her daughter, Doreen, was she was my first for everything my tattoo right drinking smoking weed kissing a boy like mm-hmm. any right. of my first like my first fight like that she was, was the person that i went like and i would get my advice from like hey how do i doubt how do i right. deal with this you right. know what i mean but um i think some of that also trickled off into my bossiness with my friends <laughs> and you know okay well i already done that i've already, <laughs> right. already did this right. you know right. what i mean uh so i mean that that started you know the smoking um as you felt as, like smoking cigarettes was an introduction to drugs for you? I do. Really? I do. As many people will say that it's not or that, you know, these are not. Indi- right. I think it is. I do. I mm-hmm. think if you try one thing and then you're like, okay, well, that, you know, that wasn't so bad. Let me try this. Right. And then that wasn't so bad. I'm lucky that I never got into like any type of like needles or anything like that. I never mm-hmm. did right. anything like that. Thank God that right. I didn't get that far. Meth was right. the, well, I don't know if it was the worst that I did, but like right. it was the. That, that was the one that could have been the most addicting yes. and the hardest to get away from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up just like, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm you done. just stopped cold just turkey. Stopped. Like people will say, well, how did you quit? I was like, I'm done. I was done. I seen that he wasn't going anywhere with his life. Right. I definitely wasn't yeah. going anywhere with my life, you know, and what am I going to do? Sit here in the bathroom and keep all doing day long this? And, yeah, right. like, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. You know, and but then clean the so house and draw. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. But How? that's super important that that you can be honest about that and, and yeah. show the background of you made the choice to stop that. Because yeah. I yeah. felt the same way. Like I was introduced to it by my stepsister. Mm-hmm. And I actually tell people all the time that I'm glad I experienced that drug use at such an early age because yeah. I have an addictive personality mm-hmm. regardless. I don't know if I would be able to shake something like that at this age. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's a hard yeah, that's a hard and that, thing to that, deal that, with. That that drug is a killer drug. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of the yeah. killer drugs. You know. Yeah, I used to work for this company. Actually, it's um, back. I don't want to say their name because their son. Um, it was asphalt. This was like my senior year after I graduated. Before I joined the Air Force that summer, but uh, I ended up living with him too before I joined. Um, but he was like addicted to meth and and then he had stopped for a while right and he you know got his life together had a family but you know he lapsed lapsed. and matter of fact um i want to say over Mm -hmm. the summer his daughter who was like seven at the time me living there she's a young 20 something she lives in denver she came to one of my stand-up mics and i kind of asked her about her dad and he's like oh no he's on meth right now like it's it was horrible so that drug it yeah for it can pull you back in so yeah. and usually from that drug is where you don't you do go deeper like yes. you so right after that one because you're chasing you the high go you know deeper into these other things so i never messed around with the lsd unless it was laced with maybe a joint i think i i think i tried one that may have been like some my cousin gave to me i remember my my legs going numb and we were cracking up and i'm like what is in this like you know but um 
We are not promoting drug use, no, guys. No, absolutely not. So, you no, know, here's the no. thing about my kids is that they don't know. This is why this is why this is such a crazy thing is that they don't know this background about me. Right. I've never made it known and I never was like proud of it to be able to say like, oh, this and this and that. All I would tell my kids is I'm not naive right. as you think I am. Like, and you are soft, <laughs> way softer than I was at your age. <laughs> like, so I got you. Right. Like, and I'm watching yes. you. Yes. So... Um, and they they just think that I'm irrelevant. Like, oh, you don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And I'm like, well, you have no, no idea. idea. Right. You have no, no idea. idea. But I never wanted it to become an excuse for them to say, well, you did it. Mm-hmm. Right. You tried right. it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do this. I never wanted that. Right. So I was very careful. And bits and pieces got out, you know, here and there. Right. And I, I'm sure this is going to be the, the most that's gotten out right. since. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, guys. But I think there's, like, we were talking the other night after your your conversation with Dana. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like those in-between stories, one, make you who you are. Mm-hmm. But it also is a testimony and can be a testimony for somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I used to be embarrassed to talk about my drug use. You know what I mean? That's not something that you want to just outwardly tell people about. Yeah. But to hear that a successful businesswoman like yourself has gone through something like that mm-hmm. and to see you on the other side is super important and a lot more people deal with drug use more than i think people want to actually like accept absolutely because you know even you know living in seattle away from my family and i'm watching movies about like addictions or any kind of thing like oh not not my family and then i move back here and then i find out that's absolutely yeah. not the case. Not at all. Colorado is known for it too. Like math is big in, yeah. in Colorado. It's a big thing, and it's sad because a lot of them, for the most part, seem like they're vets. Like they have some mental health stuff going oh, on. Yeah. So fentanyl is another one. This stuff is laced with fentanyl nowadays, and that stuff is dangerous. Ooh. I went to dangerous. I went to a rave. Kill more people than COVID. I didn't do this on purpose, by no means, but I went to a rave and I was smoking a cigarette, and I got it from somebody, and I didn't realize it. It was dipped in embalming fluid. Oh my. It, I, it was, that was my moment. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't ever want to be this high ever again. Wow. Ever. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that was just a whole different, different type of vibe. That yeah. was it for me. I was like, yeah, this isn't good. And I was 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. And my dad bought me my <laughs> ticket to the rave and gave me money for drugs. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's, that's, I think, you know, when, when, when I say things back and that's what Dana and I talked about afterwards is when you hear your story back and when you start to listen, you're like, whoa, like, dang, you know, there's, there's a lot that was, I mean, my life, I I probably should have been dead a few times. I mean, there there definitely should have been those times where, um, I took it a little bit too far. Right. You know, um, testing the limit, testing, it was testing, testing. And yet when I do look back at I do have to say that I know that it was the prayers. Yeah. I, know, I know that that's what it is. Yeah. And that's why I'm so, like, for my kids, I'm always like, God, just protect them. Angels be with them. Like, guard them. Right. You know, be around the, the, the four posts of this house. Like, when they go to and from, like, be with them. You know right. what I mean? Like, just always trying to cover them as well. So. Have you ever dealt with a situation where one of the boys, like, you've caught them up in something? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. And you see right through it, I'm sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> And Nando is trying. the naive one. So Nando is really? more hood than me. Like, and this is Nando, you know, he got shot out at the age of 13. <laughs> right. Like, so his, his cousin took three bullets for him mm. in the streets of Cali. He talked, he talked to me about that. 
And I mean, he's traumatized in the sense that like when he, he can't watch scary movies and it's not yeah. because of the scariness, it's because it triggers something in him, some type of PTSD where right. it, he thinks he's getting killed. Right. And um, so he, I mean, you know, his parents divorced 13, mom was cheating on the dad, dad was cheating on the mom, aunts and uncles. Like this right. is just the, this is the environment that he grew up in. And when I went back to the streets with him, you know, to his hood, like right. I was like, this is hood. Like this is scary. <laughs> this is not <laughs> Whitefield. This is not Whitefield. This is not Pikes Peak Park. Like this is hood. Like there are hookers on the corner. Right. One lady came to the door with some meat and a purse and was like five dollars. Oh, trying to sell it. Like, you know, she, she needs to sounded like he fixed. lived in a scary movie. Oh, That's he why did. you don't like him. No, and, yeah. and, and he did. And um so, but what's so funny about that is Nando's, and it, maybe it's either naive or Nando's just like, oh, I'll leave him alone. Doesn't want to see. Like, Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, boys. dude, yeah, that's retarded. <laughs> like, you're retarded if you don't think this is happening. That's right. dumb. Right. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, I don't know a lot about his story, but I'm sure he has this, like, maybe a little more sympathy for, like, his yeah. boys. Because I'm sure people were a lot harder and, you know what I mean, Very to him. True. So yeah. maybe he's just like... No, he's hard. He's hard. Uh, his dad was mean to him. Yeah. His dad would beat the brakes off of him. Really? Um, and so you, I see some of that pour out into the boys where he, he's angry. You can see that there's some angry in him. And I'm like, I'm the one when it comes to like discipline where, you know, I believe in spankings. I believe of in course. spankings all day. I don't care if somebody wants to call somebody, like, go ahead and call them. I bet you the cops will show up to my door and be like, yeah, right. you need to whoop their ass. Yeah. You know? Whatever. But... Um, everybody has different techniques on how they... Everybody has different techniques. Yes. Uh, but... As they got older and older, you know, and just some of the, the things that I, I would tell them, like, calm down. Like, you pick and choose your battles. Right. The same thing that I tell people for marriage. Pick right. and choose your battles. Right. Not everything is a fight. Yes. And really determine what it is that you want to, like, be upset about. Right. You know? Um, and so I am more of the, like, oh, for that portion. But the portion of them trying to, like, get by. Yeah. He's like, no, that's not going on. And so like, you're asking about Joey. I remember he was probably 15 or 16. We were at the other house. And. I mean, he wasn't, Joey was a good yeah. kid. He's still a good kid. He really is. Is that you your know? oldest? Yeah. And okay. so young man, you know, but yeah. uh, you ain't a man to tell you like you out on your own and like paying your own bills and you ain't you, like that when you're supporting yourself, that's always when I will say like this is a man, like he, he is, he's yeah. grown into a man and you know, he, he has done things and he's doing things, but like, there's still like, I, I tell people don't enable him. Yeah. Like don't, the worst thing you could do for somebody is enable them, like push yes. them, yes. push them to do more than what they think that yes. they can do. And some people don't like that. They don't, they don't, they don't, they get very uncomfortable mm -hmm. and it's like, no, but I see this in you, you know? Well, but understanding your background, I mean, you were already living on your own and kind of fending for yourself at a very young age. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you didn't have a, like you, you had a choice, right. but you, and this that is, is not, this isn't new to you. Basically right. when you see your kids go through something like that, like this is, I'm not new to this. Yes. Get your shit together. Yeah. I was working at a very young age and my dad would give anybody the opportunity because he, he was a chef at a, um, one of the Pres first Presbyterian church, the one that's right off of a uh, Bijou in yeah. um, Nevada area. Yeah. Oh, okay. and so he was the head chef there. You know, he would do all the corporate, uh, you know what yeah. we were talking about with yep. that other chef? Yep. Like, for these people when they had their meetings for or like whatever. business it was more of like a business yeah so there, there was a church right. you know what i mean get get together wednesday gtw wednesdays was what it was called or whatever yeah. um but like if i if i needed a job or i needed something for you know money he'd be like well come and work yeah. you know so you could be a prep cook you could be um line cook you could dishwash you could do prepping the food you know you could be setting right. the tables mm -hmm. there's things that he would always have and he would hire anybody he'd have my friends anybody yeah <laughs> we always had a job <laughs> um that's what my dad was though you but know that's good yeah so he was always giving somebody the opportunity um but i feel like um with like joey 
him not knowing this, like, you know, he, and, and like I said, he's, he was a good, he's a key as a good kid. He was a good kid there. Yeah. I cannot complain about any one of my kids. Yeah. And I do, I'm like, dang, like they have no idea, like what I went through, what I was involved in. And it's probably for a good reason, yeah. you know? Um, and we did cater to them a little bit differently than my parents. I made sure to kind of change the, the, the tone. Right. Uh, okay. I need to be present because what I realized, and you and I had a conversation like this yeah. is that you start to realize that the person that you are resentful of, um, you become like, mm. like you, you're like, dang, I am like my mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a yucky feeling. And Ugh. I love my mom. Um, I love my mom. Like she's a, the most beautiful, kindest, sweetest soul and whatnot. But the characteristic that I took from her was one that I resented was that she would do her own thing yeah. and she was content in that. She's still content in that. Yeah. Mm. And I find myself that same way that I can be in this office for hours upon hours upon hours and be unemotionally available for my kids. And I'm like, they're going to seek it out someplace else, else yeah. you mm -hmm. know, or they're going to look for an unemotional woman mm -hmm. because that's what they know. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make myself, you know, and definitely not perfect at it, but I had to make myself more present and more available and more, you know, let's, let's do it. Take a vacation. Let me slow down. Let me talk to you. Let's, you know, right. yeah. talk about life, whatever. So, um, yeah, Joey, I mean, I, I, I slapped his face. He was making out with a girl inside my house and, um, I slapped his face in front of her. You know, and yeah. told him don't ever disrespect my house like that yeah. again. Mm -hmm. um, he was cussing. I, he was he was cussing one time. You know, we don't. Nando and I, we don't cuss. You like, guys really don't. We really don't. Like it's we, and it's just something that like as very young, I just I felt like I, I used to cuss a lot when I, I should say when I was you know in my teenagers whatever. <laughs> as I got older, I was like, you know, that it sounds so ugly to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, it just, ha it feels like it has no class. Like yes. there's yeah. no, like if you have to use this or not, you know, there's some people that will say just the opposite. They love to cuss because it makes them feel like right. they, they can get out so many emotions mm -hmm. and whatever. And that's good. That's right. good for them. For me, I was like, that's just, it doesn't feel like your vocabulary is that big that you yeah. can't express yourself with the emotions of like without having to cuss. That's, Absolutely. Um, and so I started listening to him the way that I spoke and I was like, man, this does not sound cute. Like, that's just not like, right. I'm more intelligent than that I'm more, you know? And so we don't, we, we really made it a point to, to not speak like that in front of the kids so that they didn't hear it. So I was upstairs. My room was right on top of Joey's and he had some, you know, young kids over at the house and, and right. they were rapping, you know, Joey <laughs> think he a rapper. Like, I'm like, dude, you're not a rapper. Like, <laughs> I hate, I will not be one of those moms that are like, you are good. Right. Like go out there and do that. No. Like, no, you suck. Like stop right now. <laughs> like, I'm joking. I'm going to tell you the so truth. So if he was good, you would, you would encourage him. Oh yeah. hundred okay. percent. I'm Damn. like, dude, like you're good. Like that's you. We need to push this. <laughs> Joey, I want to, if you still think you can rap, let, let me hear it. And then I'll. <laughs> you let him know? I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> He'll let you know if your comedy's good too. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> so. He was upstairs. They had the music playing and um, I could hear him rapping. Yeah. Like they were freestyling, whatever. <laughs> and I heard him. <laughs> you shush. I already know where you're going. Um, so they were, they were freestyling and I could hear him like cussing like a little bit. And I was like, I know he's not talking like that in this house. Like I cannot believe he's speaking like that. Now those over here, you know, he's with his yeah. friend. Shut up. Like it's no big deal. Like just let alone. I was like, no, I'm not letting him right. alone. I said, so I told him, I said, you want to go spy on them? Like, let's go downstairs. You're like, so let's go downstairs and listen to them. So we, we both go downstairs and we're listening by the door and I was appalled. Really? I was appalled. Cause not only was he like saying cuss words, he was talking about women. And what he would and what he wouldn't do. And, and what was Nando doing? Nando was, was like, let's laughing? go upstairs. 
That was not, no. Let's go. Let's come on. Leave him alone. Let's go back upstairs. And I was hot. Hot. You I were like, hot. what we're not going to do. No, I was like, <laughs> no, uh-uh. Like, yeah. I'm staying right here. And he's like, well, I'm going upstairs. And I was like, go ahead. Go upstairs. Bye. <laughs> and so um, he's in there cussing, like, you know, his, you know, this woman, that, and I did this and blah, blah. So I open up the door. <laughs> and I'm like this. Like this. Oh, like, man. Like this. And then he turns around. He's like, hey, mom. I'm like, hey, what's up? Bam! Oh, shit. Mm. Slapped the shit out of him so hard he pissed his pants. Really? Mm. Then I hit him again from the other side. Mm. And his friends were on the bed like, what's going on? Like, you know, and they thought that was going to come for them too. <laughs> and I just told him, well, I, ne- I, I never taught you to speak like that. Yeah. Like, and how would you like if somebody spoke to me that way? Right. Mm. You know, if somebody told me that yeah. and they were talking to me, would you like that? Like, right. is that how you want somebody, you know, a man to speak to a woman? Yeah. Like, you don't mm. do that. You know what I mean? And um, rap career over <laughs> after that. It was a rap. You can't, you can't, you can't go back to the mic after that. Yeah. You're rapping on hard. Your mom, your mom just got the from your I never meant to hit him that hard where he would. I mean, because that you imagine how embarrassing that is. Like, I mean, well, of yeah. course, uh-huh. a 10 year old kid like piss your pants in front of your friends. I mean, mm. you, you know. got your point across, <laughs> but <laughs> he never did it again. Exactly. Hey, for for legality reasons and my family court history, I have to condone. I don't condone in hitting your kids. Uh, this is for the judge in the Washington State courts. I'm just I'm just listening, judge. I don't condone that. Okay, back to back in. I'm sorry. We had whoopins. Whoopins yeah. were regular. Like we had a paddle that mm-hmm. was hung up in our kitchen, like above yeah. the dining room table. Yep. Like any issue was going on, yeah. and the paddle had holes in it, so it made noise. Yeah. I was. <laughs> Yeah, whoopings we got were our pants pulled down. I mean, that's embarrassing in itself. We yes. get our pants Same. pulled down, and like we had, you know, so not only was it a leather belt, like my mom had a buckle, like she had right. beads, oh. mm-hmm. like you know. My dad was more of the disciplinary person. My mom grew up in a really tumultuous relationship. Her, her, her my my grandfather, racist, the racist one. <laughs> he used to beat them like severely. He would yeah. bring home boards from work, wires. Mm. Like you name it, he he used to whoop my aunt's ass, mm-hmm. and her mom never never did anything. You know what I mean? But that was that was normal for yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my mom disciplined, but after she did, like if she put her hands on us, she would always come and apologize afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was always an underlining guilt behind yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was both for. I mean, my dad I think was the one that like when he came home, he would grab me by my arm. And like this and hold it up and like, you know, he would have a little talk. So he didn't hit us out of anger. Right. Um, and I think that was pretty profound is he would tell us why we were in trouble and why right. we were getting spanked. It wasn't just be like, well, he beat our ass. Right. My mom was the opposite. Really? Like when my mom got heated, it was over. I like can see it was that. mommy dearest time. Like I can mommy dearest yeah. throw things like things would go flying. Right. I, I remember my, my sister tells me all the time. I have no recollection of it, but my she was so upset with my sister that she ended up throwing a chair and it hit me. Um, you and just I, blocked it I don't, out. I have no idea. I mean, I was probably like four years old. Yeah. And she, she told me, she's like, she's like, well, I was aiming it for your sister and it hit you, mm. you know? And I was like, damn, like, <laughs> you're no nonsense. Yes. You don't care. And that rage and that anger. <laughs> yeah. Um, I learned a little bit of that, you know, and there, there's points with these kids that I blacked out and, and yeah. I, I had lost it. Like I lost it. And that's my way of losing it. It's like, that's when I see red, it's done. Right. Yeah. Done. Right. yeah. Right. Exit the room. <laughs> there's some levels everybody has where you just get to this point and it's like, ugh. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, and I can bet that as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I mean, you probably you get, do you get go tested. through those Emotion- moments. You get emotionally you're- tested with your children because there's this sense of, we're providers and we've done all these things right. for our children. And then when we get met with 
a moment where we feel like we're being disrespected, mm-hmm. that's when it can get like, whoa, whoa, right. whoa, 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 like, yeah, that part. What, yeah. Like how you felt when <laughs> yeah. you were hearing your son rapping and saying all this right. stuff, you felt disrespected yeah. in this moment of, really, Joey? Yeah. Right. All this I've done and done for you and right. taught you, and then this is how you kind of right. pay it back. Right. Yeah. Yep. But but I, I'll say this because you know I was beaten to whooped you know probably you know in our generation. Yeah, we met your right. mama. She, she, your mama looks like she put <laughs> oh, it down. Yes, yeah, she does. She looks old school. She probably like she busted. She broke a mason jar uh, over my head one oh time my God. because I wasn't. She was she was at me and Uh-oh, I mean I was you weren't acknowledging I was, uh, her. I was a, yeah I was a freshman uh, yeah about a freshman sophomore in high school and I was yeah. just like go ahead get you know get it off. Ooh. Like that, and then bam! Let yeah. me over my head. Turn your head, you know. But she could have killed me. <laughs> okay, you, you, you know. Well, so, she but, brought you into this world, so no. she's allowed to take you out. But I was gonna. <laughs> true. No, not true, mom. You know. But I love you, mom. Aww, but we, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like in this generation, like you said, like your kids, they're softer than you. They're not as yes. hard or, or tough as Isn't we that were. Weird, and you think yes. that it was gonna get worse and worse and worse. But I think it's that shift. I think you also mm-hmm. realize, at least for myself, and I, I'm not speaking on your behalf, but I feel like you take bits and pieces of what you learned or yes. what you went through or what yeah. you, you know, and you, and then you cater in the sense that you think is it's per- trying yes. to break that yeah. generational curse. Yeah, right. exactly. Yes. And you got to be careful nowadays, too, because you could be hitting one kid and then the other kid is filming you. And right. now they see you. Oh you know, got could you imagine the internet or social media being around? There you go. Could <laughs> you imagine, like, having access like that, like my no. age? Oh, I would. I would have set my parents up when, if we had social media. I'd have set my mama. Oh yeah, next time she's gonna hit me. We, we would tell them. We'd yes, be like, we're calling yes, social services no. or whatever. I used to stomp through the house like when I would get in trouble. Oh, and no. I would push it to where I'd make her laugh, but I was still in trouble. <laughs> but I would march around the house. Child abuse, child, and I would bang on the wall. Oh. and then me and my brother would start doing it all at the same time. Ay ay ay. Yeah, my dad would probably beat me then too. Oh no. Um. I remember my dad slapped the, the shit out of me. Um, my sister had a job and she, she was doing, my sister was, she was, she, she did her dirt too. Yeah. Um, my sister was very manipulative and she yeah. was, so she was, she was grabbing me in a different way. Like she, she, she was manipulative and right. she knew, she knew how to twist. She knew how to like yeah. get through stuff and not get caught. Like I got like- caught for everything for the most part. Um, <laughs> but she knew different ways. And, um, <laughs> But we were not close, you know, we weren't, but every once in a while she would throw out a gesture to me or she'd be nice or whatever. And, and this gesture was, Hey, look, like I got, you want to come and shop? Like there's this tent outside. You can come get it, whatever you want. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to get a cart. I'll be right there. Like, you know? And so we went and got all kinds of stuff and I'm not going to say which corporation, or anything <laughs> like that, but, um, so we went and we got all kinds of stuff. And I remember there was a game. I don't, I don't I can't even tell you what game it was, but there was some kind of game that I, I think she asked me to get for her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got you. I'll get it. You know? And then I ended up taking it or, or giving it to my friend, Debbie. Um, I, I can't remember if I, if I let her borrow it, if I gave it to her, I don't remember. All I know is that my sister had the audacity and my sister had the audacity to tell my dad that I took this game. She you told know? on you. What? After she like let us go steal Snitch. all this stuff, but she had like the audacity to go tell him like, "Hey, Snitch. she has this game, whatever. She won't give it back." Or and it wasn't because I wasn't yeah. going to give it back. It was just I didn't have it in my possession right then. Right. And um, so he knew where it was at, and he knew who had it before he even asked me. But he tested me. Ooh, he was laying those. down. My dad was a big dude, six two. You yeah. know, he was probably three hundred pounds, maybe three hundred plus pounds. Right. You know, and, and he, when he took his nap, that was it. Like he took his nap. Yeah. You know, so he's laying down, and um, 
he calls me to the room and, and I'm standing in the hallway of our house and he's like, where's that game that your sister's talking about? And I was like, what game? Yeah, no, I was like, um, I don't, I, maybe I even took it back. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe I took it back and got money for it or something like that. <laughs> that's probably what happened. And then See, I just told so her much it was dirt, at Debbie's. You, so much dirt, you just don't. You, you get, don't, and then you can't keep your life straight. <laughs> Look, so it gets hard. I, I did say so, it's something like that where he knew where it was at. He knew what had already been done, and I lied to him, and he shot up out of that bed so fast. Like, <laughs> I never saw my dad move that, that fast. fast. <laughs> never. And his hand was huge. So you, my hands are like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm five nine, you know what I mean. I'm tall and take after his, yeah. his side, mm-hmm. but his hands were double the size of mine, like and big fat fingers. Right, and, and he hit, bam, slapped me. My head hit the wall, and I'm like, ah, you know, crying. And I just, you know, after that, I was like, well, okay, don't ever lie to dad's face yeah, again. Like, yeah, don't ever, you know. But yeah, um, my dad loved me. I was a daddy's girl, and 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 it stayed that way, you know, as much as possible. And and he during the, the last part of his life, he kept throwing out things like, you know, I just want you to be happy. Yeah. And, and he was very tired. You could see it in his health. He was tired yeah. and he was kind of, and I kept telling him, dad, you're so young. Like, stop talking like that. You're just so young. Right. Like, don't. And he was like, no, baby, I'm tired. Like, you don't understand. I'm tired. My body's yeah. tired. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're young. You don't. Right. What are you talking about? But I mean, as kids, you yeah. look at your parents like that. Like they're supposed yeah. to be invincible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I remember thinking uh, when I think he actually did pick up a car one time, like he maybe just like lifted it like to show us. And I was like, my dad can lift cars. <laughs> like he's the, the, you know, he's right. the strongest man ever. And, um, but you do, I, I, I pushed so much. And, and unfortunately my dad got the brunt end of that because um, dad was there. He was, he was there, you know, right. he was the one that took us fishing. He was the one that took us go buy firecrackers. He's the one that took us camping. He's the one that, you know, I remember him sitting outside with the hose and he would spray us and yeah. you know, he'd sit in his chair and he had his black pants all rolled up past his knees and his white t-shirt on. He's um, an everyday dad. Yes. Yeah. You know, as much as he could be because yeah. he worked too. He was the main provider, even though yeah. my mom worked, he yeah. was the main provider. So when he passed, uh, we, it was, my mom had to make a decision, right? They had just refinanced their house. They didn't make the best credit decisions. Right. Um, they had, you know, the full amount owed on the house. My mom was making very minimal income with her job working at a church. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was like, okay, well I gotta go. Like, and my, both of her parents were still, you know, they're still living in Georgia and they're very wealthy. They, they come from old money and they were smart about their money. Right. I remember you talking to me a little bit about them. Yeah. Investing and, and, um, they, they were very smart people about their money. And so uh, it wasn't one year after my dad had passed away that my mom was like, I'm leaving. You know, we're putting the house up. She barely walked away with anything from that sale. Like, and mm. she was just happy to be able to walk away with her name right. and not get it ruined. Um, but my dog, uh, I had a, I had my dog, Raja. I couldn't take, I was living with Nando at that time. Yeah. couldn't take Raja with me. That's a chow. That's a, a big, big chow. Dog. Yeah. So they, they won't let you have them. So I had to sell or, you know, give away my dog and, the house that I grew up in since right. I was five years old, and then my mom leaves, my dad's gone. You know what I mean? And That's I'm like, a lot of you're ripping. Lo- it's all like your it life, was. yeah. The yeah. whole thing. It was like, and it was like everybody that I counted on. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it was like, okay, they're gone. Like this, and and now I had to it's depend on Nando. Yeah. In the sense of like, I had to trust 100 percent fully, and also trust the relationship right. you know and and that that's a part of that deep 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 hurt mm-hmm. because he saw me through all of that stuff right. before we got you know there right um but when you he, go through a death with a with a significant other i think that changes the dynamic of the relationship it does it does Very i mean you, so. you do see where how much they are you know what i mean and anybody can be there for anybody you know what i mean like yeah. you can show up and be there 
But, I mean, he was in a way, he was there in a way where it just, like, I sat for three days. I probably didn't wash my ass. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, didn't wash my hair, nothing. Just sat because you're going through this dream. Yes. Like, it's just like, this is not real. Like, your whole life has changed just like this. Right. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's done. Like, right. you, and you don't get a choice. Like, that's it. And it's an everyday thing. Yes. It's, it doesn't, you don't wake up. No. Like, it does, you're like, yeah. you wish you wake up, but yeah. you don't. And then this is life now, yep. you know? And so... I think in that, what I realize now is the comfort of my dad and knowing that support system was gone and seeing everything being taken away from my mom. I said, I'm never, ever going to put myself in that kind of position. Like I will never be in a position where I have to rely on somebody or that somebody can take something away from me Mm -hmm. like that. Right. You know, and, um, I needed to get my life together. So I was like, okay, time to kick it in full force Mm -hmm. at that particular point. I bet 10 to one, your daddy was working in that too. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I think that's the one question that you always ask is like, are you proud? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's, I see he's supposed to, that's your dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> damn it. I made it almost all the way through. Almost. <laughs> you know, I think, yeah. no, I, I think that is the one question that I ask is, you know, dad, are you proud? Yeah. Um, and I hope he is, you know, because he at 19, I was 19 at the time. Uh, I hadn't done shit with my yeah. life. I hadn't. I was working at Walmart. I was um, I was in the pet department at Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I had an apartment. So we're like, woo, we got an apartment. Right. Like, this is big time. You know, we, we were happy that we just had, we were, they, they didn't help. My dad did not yeah. like the fact that I moved out with Nando. He did not like that. He didn't support oh, it. Oh, no. No, he didn't yeah. talk to me. Really? And Because um, how old were you when you did that? Well, I moved out when I was 15. Yeah. She's been on, she's been living on her own. But like I moved out with a, a cousin. So my cousins, those oh, same cousins. So you were still paying rent? <laughs> yeah. No, like, I, I couldn't imagine it being was like $150 a month that I had to pay. But at that age? Yeah. Oh, no. But it's because I wanted to do what yeah. I wanted to do. And I didn't want anybody to tell me anything else. It's, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And so, like, I told Nanda very early on, like, my daddy's going to hold me down. You're not going to be able to hold me down. Yeah. Don't try to cut my wings. Right. Like, it's just not going to work for right. you. You know, this is who I am. And as long as you can like dance with me with that, then we're good, Yeah, you know? Um, and it's still, I'm still to that day where it's, it's not, I mean, I've learned compromise and I've learned that you do dance and that you right. have to give and pull. But I think in that, like that, that the core of who I am and I do attribute so much of the childhood and so yeah. much of my mom and the independent parts and, and then the, the street part that I took myself to mind you that right. it wasn't like, Oh, this is how I grew up. This was the street life. No, I chose, like, it was so retarded. I chose to be in that life. Yeah. You know, just to be what down, like just to be like for what, yeah. you know, and really you were still seeking something. It was just seeking yeah. that family dynamic. Yeah. It was that I wanted, I wanted to feel something bigger. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel loved. And those people didn't love me. Right. You know what I mean? Like they didn't. <laughs> no. Those people did not love me. Like I was the girl like, okay, yeah, you're still cool. We're still down. You know what right. I mean? If, if there was a girl that needed to be taken care of, maybe I'll fight, whatever. But right. like, that was it. There yeah. was no beyond that. And I do talk to a few of them that they're yeah. still on my Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, you know, there's a few of them. Shout out Eddie Martinez. Oh, y'all, <laughs> y'all just ain't stealing cars. And right. Stuff like that. She's not stealing anything anymore. <laughs> She's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And yes. I did get, in, I, I got in trouble one more time. Um, after my, you know, dad, right after my dad had passed away, I got in trouble one more time with Nando. It was Nando's fault though. I bet you that part was 
that going through that motion with him always being consistently there to help you kind of pick up the pieces. Oh my gosh. I think my dad would have been even like, but he, that's, I think why my mom was so hurt was like, your dad just died and you're pulling this and you're doing this. Like you're doing this. Like I don't need this in my life. Like I'm going through so much right now and you're still cutting up and you're still doing these things. And that was my last, that was my last, like, and that was a big nugget that you shared that I did. I was not aware of that you and him both went to jail and that your mom is the one that got you got yeah. you out mm-hmm. that's when lulu came that's mm. when lulu that's came, when lulu came <laughs> out <laughs> lulu is uh, they said, oh, they, they, you got your jail name how long were you in jail one night <laughs> i told leah after that i said if i ever went to jail i would end up having to be somebody's bitch because <laughs> i would not yes. I'll, I'll hold the inside of your pocket you know, just protect the me state, <laughs> the state stuff like that's like for me like and i can't i can't even speak like there's people that i know that have been in jail for multiple years yeah. and years like that was not my life but they did put me through the scared straight program. So they sent me to Canyon city prior to this. Mm. My prior, dad yeah, helped. It was, Cause it was, he was alive. Cause he had, my dad had to go to the program. Canyon the city day. is a, is a rough. No, my yeah. dad helped build Canyon city. When, El it, Chapo when they out were, there. Yes. we got off, we got off the bus and these girls start whistling at us. Uh Oh, and this one said, I'm going to sit on your face. Like, and I was like, what does that mean? Like, Oh my God, I'm just going to be quiet here. I'm going to be good. I'm not going to say anything. I turned into that. I was like, Nope, I'm, I'm not. Nope. I ain't talking back to these girls. Like, and there was another girl on the side. She was like, oh, F them girls, you know, I'm going to wet on. They don't scare me. And I'm like, okay. They stole that girl's shoes. They put her in a cell. They like cornered her. Like, I was like, yeah, no, go ahead. Like you right. humiliated her. And these were, these were murderers. These were like, you know, Hey, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing life because I killed my husband. I'm doing this. Like you guys have an opportunity to change your life. You guys are cutting up. You guys are doing stupid stuff right now and there is no need for it. And, um, that was like, I don't want to go to jail. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want this life. Like, (laughs) all right, you know, let me change my ways. Um, can I ask you what, like the family dynamic that you created around you friend wise, um, how hard was it losing that by choosing to be different? Did you uh, struggle with that? No, no. Uh-uh. It was crystal clear. Like I'm done. Yeah. I think I realized really early on is that they weren't like there. Yeah. Nobody was here for you. Like you really, even in that setting is you want to feel like you, you belong and you want to feel like you're a part of something and you may right. feel a part of something temporarily, but it is not permanent. Yep. And, um, if I was going to do anything with my life, I had to make the choice to do it. Right. You know, that was it there. Nobody was going to help me. Nobody was going to come save me. Nobody was, it was my choice. And Nanda was there as the partner to be able to lean on and rely on and things like that. But, you know, getting into that whole thing that, that shifted too. It's like, okay, now my dad's taken away. Now you, you betrayed me. You're cutting up now. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm in this angry. Yeah. I, I have to figure this out for me. And the more and more that I started figuring out for me, the more and more I became more independent. Uh I was just about to say, that's what makes you such a strong woman. It is. Yeah. And then it has us downfalls too. You know, that's yeah. part two. That's part two. Of part story. two. Oh, we're not done yet. We just, we just. So no, I like that you went that far back. I wanted to go far back. Cause I feel like that, that makes you who you are yeah. as the woman that you are today. Like those stories are important. Yeah. That, that's what created you. Yeah. But. Yeah. There's in between. Speed there's it a, up. Yeah. We speed it up. We will. So next time we will, I, you know, we'll kind of dive back into, um, 
I think where I was at with, you know, Nando and, 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 and I talked on, on Dana. So if you guys yeah. shout out to Dana Keith Dana and Keith. networking your shout network, yes. um, go watch the episode. If you guys want to see that first portion, maybe I'll see if I could get some, some copyrights to that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dana, you need to send over them clips. <laughs> uh, no, you guys go and watch on there that he, he really did come with the hot seat and he asked me some, some pretty tough questions, you know, because, uh, you know, he talked about religion. He talked about my beliefs. He talked about, you know, marriage and trying to stay in that and, you know, where we were really cutting up and just being retarded yeah. and, um, how you overcome, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's, there's a lot, uh, in that, that, that second half of that story. So well, I, that's what I love so much about it is, is so many people. And we've, I've said this to you over and over again, but so many people sugarcoat their love story mm-hmm. instead of just being real. Yeah. And when you sugarcoat, you can't really teach people what true hurt and pain and, and coming out of it mm-hmm. is really like, yeah. unless you get into the, the grit mm. and the yeah. nastiness, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think made your guys' story so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you learn, you know, you see, you see the lighthouse, like, you know, pulling up in here, right. You like, whoa, wow, Leah, yeah. you know, th- yes. this is real. But then you learn, like you said, you just said you two were in jail at one point. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's the, all this perseverance and all of this. She was the lookout. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sign up for it that day. I want to go fishing. We were yeah. supposed to go fishing. That was it. We but just, you know, you guys that. came from essentially nothing, right. but you had to work really yeah. hard to get to this point. So yes. people sometimes they just like to look at yes. this part and think yes. how easy it was. But no, it's, you know. It really wasn't. Oh, I fought and I clawed. And I was like, you know, I I took myself back through, you know, school. I got my GED because I was like, that that was the first thing that I felt. I think the spirit of my dad, like, okay, girl, you need to to, like get your GED or do something. You dropped out. You know, I didn't want that for you, you know, so go back to school. And so I had to go back, take that test. And then I enrolled in college, right. mm-hmm. you know, I was like, all right, so let me, let me get through this. Um, and it was a, uh, <laughs> completely opposite of, right. of who I am, but it was in science, <clears throat> applied science. So it was, um, I did a, a two years associates, um, it was dental, but it was an emphasis on applied science. Like, right. so, um, you know, I, I got through that program, yeah. I graduated, I finished and I went to, you know, to, to. I quit. I got myself out of the sales because my whole thing and that was like I don't want to work Monday through Sunday or like right. I don't want to work weekends. I want to have you know weekends off and, and and do my own thing. And so I was like, well, dental field like they're Monday through Thursday sometimes or Monday yeah. through Friday and they have short hours. And so that was my thinking in that. And then when I picked up the camera was yeah. in two thousand and seven. So we'll catch up with that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Today was good. And I do love that you also mentioned yeah. that because you do see a different perspective. I feel like, and other people will be allowed to see a different perspective because of the fact that you do come here and you see professionally and you see, okay, dang, she's doing good and she's doing this, but they don't know the back end story and they don't Mm -hmm. see this. They don't see the through, you know, they see here's where she's Mm -hmm. at and this does, and it's not easy. The first thing I tell people in entrepreneurs that entrepreneurs that are thinking about starting their own business is like, this is the hardest job you will ever do. Hard. There is is no clock out. There is. It's 24 seven. You will have to grind for yourself more than you will for anybody else. And so you have to stay in love with what it is that you do. You have to find new ways to stay in love with it. Mm. You have to take all of the punches. You have to learn from them. You know what I mean? Those are work. Those will really build your character and they will help you grow and to, to get a, you know, a harder and hate to say it, but there is a, there's a hardness that comes in that, you know, uh, along the road that it's like, okay, (coughs) I have to 
be this way right. to protect myself, my business, my family, you know. Um, but yeah, so we'll, love we'll, we'll jump into the, the second yes. part in three weeks. Or what uh, are we, no, we not three weeks, three months? like three days. <laughs> no, three days. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Dana Q and say, we're going to do it in, in three months, okay? <laughs> yes. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, this was good. Learned a Very lot. Very good. Yes. Finally, Leah was in the hot seat. It was hot. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that was good. That was good.